Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations. Welcome back. This week, we're taking a look at the EU's fishing industry. How is it managed? To what extent does the bloc's common fisheries policy achieve its goals? And where does it fall short? What are the obstacles to sustainability in this sphere? In this episode, we follow French member station Urradio's investigation on the ground, or rather, in the water. In the European Union, the fishing industry is subject to a joint management policy that has been gradually introduced since the 1980s. The Common Fisheries Policy, or CFP, aims to promote the sustainable use of the sea's resources by avoiding overfishing through a series of regulations and quotas. But is such a policy really necessary? Didier Gasquel is a professor of marine agroecology at the Institut Agro in Rennes, France. In his view, since fish know no borders, it is absolutely essential that fish populations are managed at EU level. As a member of the European Commission's Scientific, Technical and Economic Committee for Fisheries, the STECF, Gasquel advises the Commission, which then provides guidance and data to the European Council. In turn, the Council sets, usually on an annual basis, the so-called tax, or total allowable catches. A tax is the proportion of a given fish population that may be fished in European waters. These tax are then converted into quotas and allocated to member states, which are free to distribute them internally as they see fit. Gasquel explains how this policy has had a positive effect on stocks. We have come from a situation that was completely dramatic. In the late 1990s and early 2000s, about 90% of fish populations were being over-exploited. About 45% of the fish biomass in the sea was being fished every year. It was around this time that we started to implement a more precautionary approach and, over a period of 15 years, we roughly halved the fishing pressure. And we did this mainly through the quota policy. The general public often has this image of overfishing increasing and becoming widespread in a sea that is gradually being emptied of fish. It is important to stress that this is no longer the case on the Atlantic side. Fish numbers have seen a significant increase over the last 10 years. According to the latest STECF estimates, fish populations in all the major European Atlantic stocks have increased by 30%. This said, despite Brussels' goal to eradicate overfishing by 2020, many stocks remain overexploited. Even on Europe's Atlantic coast, 30% of fish stocks remain overfished. And Gasquel acknowledges that the situation in the Mediterranean is far worse. The problem, as he sees it, is that both the objectives set by the Common Fisheries Policy and Member States' decisions are quite simply outdated and inadequate. We are currently taking a single species approach to fisheries management. In other words, stock by stock, population by population. So we calculate a quota for North Sea cod according to what North Sea cod can produce. That's it. It is as if the species do not interact with each other. We have known for a 
a long time that this single species approach is highly inadequate and that we need to move towards an ecosystem approach. That is to say, an approach that takes into account the interaction between species, any impact on habitats and accidental catches. And we are trying to minimize the impact of fishing, not just on each of the populations we exploit, but on the ecosystem as a whole. We are seeing the effects of climate change arriving in force. We are already seeing a reallocation of species, a drop in the productivity of the natural environment, greater variability in all resources, populations that surge and then disappear. We are changing the world, and if we change the world, we obviously have to change the rules of management. And the rule is really quite simple. In a world that is becoming more uncertain, more chaotic, we must raise all the standards of sustainable fishing, all the environmental standards, to give ourselves a certain safety margin. The watchword today is to move from sustainability to resilience. The EU's fisheries policy is financed by the European Maritime Fisheries and Aquaculture Fund some of whose subsidies have been criticised by NGOs for encouraging overfishing. This money could be put to better use, explains Antonia Leroy, head of ocean policy at WWF's European Policy Office. Today, in fact, there are still harmful subsidies. One thing we are fighting against, for example, is subsidizing fossil fuels, petrol, in other words. For us, such subsidies should not exist. We should subsidize selective equipment, mechanisms that allow us to limit bycatch. Rather than subsidizing fuel, this just allows boats to travel further, to stay longer at sea on already overfished stocks and to pollute more. Didier Gasquel points out that there are existing provisions in the EU's fisheries policy that, if followed, would make it possible to achieve the resilience recommended by scientists. He specifically mentions Article 17, which provides for the possibility of taking individual fishing enterprises' ecological performance into account when divvying up quotas. Aujourd'hui, Today, quotas are distributed among fishermen on the basis of something known as historical rights. Those who fish a lot are entitled to a lot. Those who fish a little are entitled to a little. So unfortunately, this is a system that blocks all developments in the sector. Those who fish a lot can sometimes be perfectly virtuous, but they are not necessarily. And this is not in any way taken into account. One very effective way of reorientating the fishing sector as quickly as possible it's pretty urgent, is to say that part of the quotas will take the form of a bonus given to the good students. We will have to start by assessing the balance sheets, fleet by fleet, in terms of the equipment they use, their fishing practices, where they fish, the species they target, and what impact they have on the exploited resources, habitats, bycatches, fragile species, and so on. Based on this, we can then set criteria to say who we consider good students and then give them a slightly higher quota so that everyone wants to be a good student. We will try to create a kind of race to improve technology, practices and all fishing behaviour. Article 17 could shake things up in terms of social justice too, since small-scale fishermen currently lose out to the power of multinational fishing companies. Eurradio visited Port-en-Bessin, a small fishing port in Normandy, where local fishermen directly impacted by a mass fishing technique known as Danish seining are demanding more controls. Seine fishing is a highly efficient bottom trawling technique that is increasingly used in the Eastern Channel. 
It is carried out by vessels owned by a handful of large, mainly Dutch, multinationals. Leticia Bizio, an activist with ocean conservation NGO Bloom, explains how seining works. A cable is laid in the seabed, forming a square that covers an area of about three square kilometers. This cable is then set to vibrate and folded back, so that the fish that are trapped within the square will bunch together. They could escape through the wall of sediment, but they are too scared to do that, and regroup inside instead. It's a technique that has huge spatial reach and is very effective. Jean-Baptiste Huchard, a local trawler owner, says that when the seiners descend, they leave no fish left to catch, and that more and more of these boats are appearing every year. On a daily basis, there is a problem of cohabitation between our trawlers and these seiners. It prevents us from fishing. When there are too many seiners in a zone, we are obliged to leave to find fishing areas where there are none. To add insult to injury, the seiners are permitted to work with a smaller mesh size than Normandy's fishermen. They can therefore catch smaller and younger fish. And with their much larger vessels, they are less affected by the tides and can sail a long way to a new fishing area once they have depleted the one they are in. Although almost all of the multinational fishing companies behind the Seiners are based in Holland, their boats may carry Dutch, English or German flags, and they employ a mainly South Asian workforce. Manuel Evra is director of the OPN, a cooperative of Normandy fishermen, that holds EU authorization to manage its members' quotas. He explains how these Dutch boats manage to gain access to French waters. In what is known as the exclusive economic zone, in other words, beyond the 12-mile limit, the waters are community waters, shared by all European fleets. Between the 6- and 12-mile marks, we have what are called historical rights. Europe accepts that the 6- to 12-mile zone remains closed except when other member states already have historical rights there. This is the case for the Dutch in France's 6- to 12-mile zone. Only 20% of the species fished in the Channel are covered by quotas. Those subject to seine fishing are not, and their populations are subsequently shrinking. Fishermen are asking the European Commission to regulate. One way of controlling these practices is through a European fishing licence. This is compulsory in the channel for certain species, such as cod. If its scope were extended, it would considerably limit the number of seiners in the area. But there is currently no such requirement on Dutch-owned boats, because each member state has its own interpretation of the regulations, adds Evra. The European regulation establishing this fishing license says that you need one to fish cod in the Eastern Channel. So we French, by default, said that all our vessels wishing to deploy a beam trawl must hold this license. But the Dutch consider that a license is only necessary if you want to target cod in the Eastern Channel. Since seiners do not target cod in the Eastern Channel, the Dutch consider that there are no quotas. We feel completely helpless. For years we've been completely managing our fishing effort. We have been managing it through these licenses and then we see that further offshore there are Dutch deep-sea vessels that unload without any such constraints. Local fishing businesses, which employ 50% of Europe's fishing workforce and keep their coastal communities alive, account for just 5% of catches. 
they are increasingly being muscled out by large-scale fishing corporations striving for efficiency and profit. This raises the question of what place small-scale fishing has in the future of European fishing. Brian O'Riordan is Deputy Director of the association LIFE, which stands for Low Impact Fishers of Europe. He too advocates greater regulation of European fisheries in favour of small-scale fishing and underlines that small-scale fishermen want to be involved in deciding who can fish where, when and with what. He also stresses the importance of working towards a fairer distribution of quotas, something that could be achieved if member states were to make the most of Article 17 of the Common Fisheries Policy. These large vessels have received the majority of the quotas. In the Common Fisheries Policy, we have an article, Article 17, which requires EU member states to have an objective and transparent quota allocation system and to use the criteria in an ecological, social and economic way. But, until today, the only way for small-scale fishermen to access quotas was to join the license system and ask the big guys at some point for a very small share of the quotas. And since the big guys are not really playing ball right now, it's always a struggle to get access to quotas. When it comes to the Seiners, Brexit has, somewhat ironically, provided French fishermen with a potential solution by opening up an article of the Common Fisheries Policy for revision. The article in question concerns access to a member state's territorial waters by another member state. In mid-July, the European Parliament's Fisheries Committee voted by a narrow majority to ban seining in French territorial waters in the Channel. If the Parliament's ensuing negotiations with the Council go to plan, this will allow France to outlaw Danish seining within 12 miles of the French coast. Watch this space. Join us again next week for another look at current affairs from a Euronet Plus perspective. <laughs>